0: Well, if there's one certainty about the South East in 2024 leading up to this year's state election, it's that Queenslanders are hurting and they're afraid for their safety. Rates of crime are through the roof. Police officers are being run off their feet, keeping it as much under control as they can muster. And the government this week forecast that it's expected that the numbers of serious repeat young offenders who land in court will potentially triple by July one. And yesterday, as many as 60 frustrated, frightened, and furious locals from the Redlands came together as part of a SNAP crisis community meeting to address rates of crime and share their stories of being broken into, having their cars stolen, seeing people uh, being assaulted, or even tragically losing loved ones. Now, that meeting happened at the Alexandra Hills Conference Centre and was organised by my next special guest on 4BC Drive. Of course, I refer to Cleveland resident Bianca Kemp, and it was supported by the Voice for Victims Advocacy Group. Bianca, thanks so much for your time today.
1: No problem, Pete. Thanks for having me on.
0: I just want to start with what you've been seeing and hearing from within your Redlands suburbs that got you so fired up, so fired up that you actually organised this meeting yesterday.
1: it would be mainly um, when I was getting tagged a lot in a lot of posts about people's cars being stolen, being broken into. Um, It really started getting quite hardcore the last couple of years, especially after what happened to Matt, Kate and Miles, and then having to deal with the aftermath of the victims where they're.
0: You there, Bianca? Hello? I think we may have lost Bianca. We'll try and get Bianca back. I've just received a text here from Ben Cannon, who, of course, was the um, Voice for Victims founder. He was at that meeting yesterday. Have a listen to this text here from Ben. When the recent Youth Crime Task Force arrived in Townsville, they were taught a practical and safe way of getting away from use that attempt to ram their vehicles. What government in the world decides it's okay to teach police to run for the protection of criminals instead of standing their ground and showing criminals that they will not play games? Police need to be allowed to be police, and criminal safety needs to sit well behind the safety and well being of communities and order. That's an extraordinary circumstance that Ben has uh, just alerted us to. So basically, the task force were taught a practical and safe way of getting away from the use that attempt to ram their vehicles instead of actually getting involved in trying to bring them under control. That's what we're dealing with here in this state of Queensland. Bianca's uh, back on the line. You there, Bianca? Hi there, Pete. sorry, not sure what happened. Yeah, not sure. <clears throat> okay, so you were talking about basically why... You called this SNAP meeting yesterday.
1: Yeah, w- what happened on Sunday where we weren't aware at the time, it seemed like a car was stolen, but later we found out it was an unregistered owned vehicle by the people that caused a car crash just off of the Newcan Road. And um, again, it's the same road where Matt Kate, and miles had passed just over three years ago. And it just triggers the community. The community were affected so deeply. And then ongoing from that, crime has just escalated. And it seems to me and to everyone else that the government just don't care.
0: Bianca, there were some really notable names at that meeting yesterday. I know Ben was there. Lindy and George Atkinson were there. Russell Field was there. Did any politicians from either side of politics show up?
1: No, this was a community event. It was really for the community to come together. There was a lot of outcry on Sunday on social media regarding what's going on. Shall we take it into our own hands? And that's what worried me. It worried me that good, honourable people are going to become the perpetrators, they're going to become the criminals, because they're only just trying to defend themselves. So I wanted to bring them into a safe space with people that they could talk to and understand that, you know, you can come together and everyone come together and stand together in solidarity as a community.
0: What are some of the horror stories that you've been told about that the government and our leaders need to hear themselves?
1: I think one of the worst for me would recently be a family. There was a rampage of home invasions one night, and it comes to fruition that a bunch of kids had been inside their house whilst their children were sleeping in their rooms, while the children were asleep, walking around their bedrooms, and just taking things to think that you could be asleep in the most, what should be the most comfortable thing for you to do, the most safest thing for you to do, to wake up and know that people were snooping around your sleeping children.
0: Mm. Oh, that would be not just heartbreaking, but horrifying.
1: Uh, Look, I've had phone calls from victims of crime at one o'clock in the morning where they just can't sleep. They struggle. And I think one of the biggest things here is, People think, okay, when they talk about it, they refill those feelings. It's actually worse than that. Every time they talk about it, it adds on to those feelings. So every time there is a noise, it adds on to those feelings. It gets bigger and bigger.
0: What do you make of the government saying um, numbers of serious repeated young offenders who land in court is likely to triple by July based on the statistics that we saw early in the week?
1: I think it's you're given those kind of numbers, why is it we're just handing those numbers out and leaving it at that? I don't quite understand. Well, yeah, it's going to get worse. Yeah. (laughs) And that's just how we're going to live with it.
0: But we know the police, Bianca, are doing some incredible work. And we hear that every day. And they're trying, they're really trying to land as many of these criminal kids behind bars. But then the court's And I've been very critical of the way in which the Labor government in this state, who have been in power for 30 of the last 34 years, have stacked the judiciary, the magistrates and the judges, with lefty-leaning judicial figures who, you know, adopt the detention as the last resort mantra ad nauseum, despite the gravity of the fines. I mean, we had that situation just recently with the Totu Kefu uh, uh, home invasion where no conviction was recorded. It just must astound people who have been victims of crime to have those scenarios.
1: I think it's extremely concerning as a victim of crime to sit there and hear that, especially if it's your your own, the crime that was against you. Um, I think it's unbelievable to those that haven't been a part of crime or are aware of what's going on. I think they think, oh, no, that's not happening. Um, and I definitely think that it stems way up to the legislation. It's not as easy as a judge. If a judge or a magistrate doesn't do its job, they get pulled up for it. So mm. they, and they can't give extra years or, you know, sentencing. They have to go by what is in that law. So I do think we need to tighten that up. But I, I also do think it stems with with starting from zero. We need to look after kids in general and do the right thing all the way through.
0: Okay, just finally, um, we know that in past elections, um, youth criminality, youth crime, uh, the fact that we do have a crisis in that area has never really bent the dial when it comes to changing people's opinion on politicians and the way they vote. Do you feel any shift in the way people are talking about youth crime in the Redlands area and whether that will in fact change their vote leading into the October state election?
1: To be quite honest, I think the people are at the point where they just want to be listened to and they just want something done. Um, And that's why we did last night, because that's where they're at. They just want to be heard and they want changes, the right changes made, progression. They want to see it getting better.
0: Okay. All right, Bianca, very courageous of you to do what you've uh, been doing in this area. So appreciate your time and thanks for joining us on 4BC Drive. Thank you for having me, Pete. There it is, Bianca Kemp, supported by the Voice for Victims Advocacy Group. Um, She had a meeting on uh, Sunday night, uh, and there were about 60-odd people there, and the consensus was that they weren't being heard.